welcome back to another episode of the Weaving Words Podcast. Uh, we are back out on the farm with Goofy. There's uh, no goats yelling this time. No. Uh, Why are you doxing me? <laughs> People are going to find the one farm in all of California. <laughs> there, there's no crazy uh, windstorm like there was last time. Chairs aren't getting blown everywhere. Um, and then, yeah, man, we're just hanging out and uh, get, catching up with my buddy Goof. And uh, kind of had some questions for him about some stories that he liked that I've always kind of wanted to ask him about. Um, but yeah, what have you been up to, Goof? Uh, nothing, man. I took up the hermit life for a while. <laughs> um, just been out in the in the wilderness, taking it all in. Uh, but let's catch up with you. I haven't seen you forever. I know, man. I've been busy, dude. Life, work, everything just keeping me busy. A lot of crazy shit going on. Um, and yeah, uh, I haven't really been able to record a lot of episodes. I'm trying to catch up right now because, um, yeah, there's just been a lot going on. Uh, that I'll probably talk about later at some point. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, let's get kind of to it. So, you know, you, you know how we structure this past, present, future. And uh, pretty much as long as I've known you, whenever anybody brings up this video game, I'm like, oh, yeah, my buddy Goofy loves this game. <laughs> like that is the one point of <laughs> reference that I have for this game that I want to talk about. Um, that uh, is Kingdom Hearts. Um, it, have you played all of the Kingdom Hearts games, Goof? So I have played... Um Let's see. I've played the first one, the second one. Um, I've played maybe three of the in-between games that are not mainline. And if I recall, you gave me a a Kingdom Hearts uh, necklace. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a little crown one. Yeah. What's the the significance of the crown? Uh, The crown, well, the game is called Kingdom Hearts. And the main symbol is the crown. Along with the, the the character's main weapon. Uh, and the big feet. The big feet as well. Yes, okay. It's for those foot fetish people. That, I think that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you never get to see him without his shoes, by the way. So that's unfortunate. Sorry for you foot fetish people. Um, but no, wh- what about the game? Like, uh, So let's just say, did you start with Kingdom Hearts 1? Yes, I, All right, cool. I definitely did. Um, so in my opinion, since I've only played the the first two mainline games, I think the story wise, the first one is the best one, story wise. Um, the second one kind of breaks off from what I thought the good game, the first one had a good uh, uh, story idea. Did uh did it pick up um, the story from the first one? Or? Uh, sort of. So th- if you played the first one and you beat it on whatever I forget whatever difficulty or whatever you have to do, that gives you a little bit of secret ending. Um, and if you, um, if you watch the secret ending, uh, you go to the second one and you are started off with a different character. Okay. So it's not your main, uh, so let's, the, fir- the first game has your main, first main character, Sora, He's whatever g- kid with big feet, right? <laughs> well, don't they all have big feet or is it just him? Uh, they wear those big shoes, but, uh, from what I remember, yeah, everybody has like big feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you have your main character, Sora. Um, he goes through his whole big adventure with because uh, he gets uh, entrusted with this uh, magical weapon called the Keyblade. The Keyblade, yes. And uh, it, it's a key to different worlds that exist parallel to his home world, which is um, it's only named the Something Isles. I forget the name. Okay. And uh, that's where your game starts. So in Kingdom Hearts 1, what's the main story? Like, what, what are you trying to do? Like, So it starts off with uh, Sora whatever, and um, it's him, his uh, his friend Riku, and his friend, other friend Kairi. 
Um, you have them. It, they make you seem like it makes it seem like they're marooned on an island, but it, that's not the case because it's only them three, plus a couple other kids that are on this one kind of big island, and it's nothing for miles. So you think they're marooned there, but they clear that up in the second game where this is just an island that kids just come to and hang out or whatever. Okay, it was kind of weird. I'm like, why are these kids just out here with no parental supervision? It's kind of weird. Anyways, it starts off with um. The your fir- your three main uh, kids, uh, Sora, uh, Riku, and Kairi, and they they have an idea that they just want to get on. A, they want to build a little raft and they just want to go see uh, the world, and that's how the game starts. They you you go on like to to teach you the mechanics of the game. They're like, oh, go find coconuts because we're gonna need food to do our thing. We need w- wood to build the boat, so or like supplies wood. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's know? just it's just a collect. You know, go, it's, it's a, a video game, game, right? You know, go collect and, shit. And it's teaching you mechanics of the game. Whatever, blah blah blah. Right. So that's the main idea is that they 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 don't they're they're bored of whatever and they just want to go out there. They're, they're dumb kids, right? They think that the world's just handed to them and they just they're going to go on a boat and they, they'll think it's fine. Uh, and later it it starts um, things start happening where uh, um, these creatures called shadows start appearing on the island or whatever, and uh, they're the bad part of the game whatever they're they're, they're your main enemies the, these little shadow things yeah they're little creatures or whatever think little plushy things but yeah. they're, they're dark or whatever and yeah like little gremlin shadow things exactly and what are they called shadows those are just called shadows just oh, okay. shadows <laughs> i'm sure they have specific names like shadow type b or whatever yeah big boy shadow mm-hmm. beast shadow whatever so um right at the beginning obviously uh you have to have a little bit of conflict since uh, there's three main characters, no, oh, well, one main character, two other supporting characters. Right. Uh, Sora and Riku are both male, and they both like the third character, which is a female named uh, Kairi. So they're trying to tag team her. Well, you would think that, but uh, it seems that Riku's uh, a little bit of a selfish bitch, and he was like, I, I think I'm going to comp- confess to Kairi because I like her. And, and Sora's like, this kind of little bit of a boy. He's like, but I like her. Um. So yeah, <laughs> there's that. There's, there's the. I, don't know. <laughs> I get it. I get it. You know, there's a lot of plots going on. Yeah, um, there's, there's different little things like that. So, so uh, wh- when do the Disney characters come in? So they don't come in until after this whole thing. They they get thrown off the island. So they um essentially they're like, let's get on the boat and let's go as quickly as possible. Uh, Kyrie, the female character, comes up to you. And she goes because she. It becomes obvious that she likes your character, Sora. And uh, she goes, let's just go. You and me. Let's just go. Come on. Let's go. Whatever. Let's go. Fuck. Let's go. Well, it's like, <laughs> that, let's ditch Riku because I don't want. It's not that I don't want him here. It's that I want to spend he, time with him. He's just going to be in the corner being <laughs> off watching us have sex. I don't want that. Not again. <laughs> These are children, Roman. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> Kids the, fuck. <laughs> uh, anyways. Let uh, the it, it comes down to that, and then um, when when the day comes where they're they're gonna leave, uh, the shadows come in and they, they fucking start tearing the world apart, and um, uh, you get inf- confronted by this uh, larger shadow, which is the boss shadow at the time, and uh, it starts to open um, it opens a door that's hidden inside the island, that's a gateway to other worlds, and it's normally closed, nobody could open or whatever. But since Sora is the wielder of the Keyblade. Does he have the Keyblade by then? Uh, yes, he gets uh, granted it b- to defend himself against the shadows. Who gives it to him? The Faith. Faith. I mean, Fate. Fate. 
No, <laughs> it just comes out of nowhere. And he's just like, ooh. Yep, exactly. Okay. He literally sticks his hands ooh. out and it appears in his hands. That's what happens. That's what I remember. <laughs> uh, he uses that to fight the shadows. Blah blah blah. There's a big old fight, and then uh, he he goes to that door that's hidden inside the island. And Kyrie's there, standing there, and she's kind of like deadpan face or whatever. And uh, the something grabs her, and she just falls through the door or whatever. And it becomes your main character's mission to find her, her and uh, Riku, because he he also uh, comes across the shadows, and he finds it a uh, he finds the power alluring. He thinks that this is his way to find ways to the other worlds. Okay. So again, the the idea is that these kids are bored and they want to see more worlds. And he thinks this dark power is going to be my key to finding it. Right, right. And as you're, you play Asora, he's, um, what's the, what's in, uh, his, his ideals are like, that's the wrong way or whatever. Right, I'm going to find right. my friends and I'm going to get them back and we're going to do our thing. Of friendship will conquer all. Exactly. And that's <laughs> where you get, uh, go, you go through that door or whatever and it, uh, it throws you into a town called Townverse Town or something. I forget what it's called. But that's where you find your main character, your uh, Disney characters. I think the first one that you find is uh, Pluto. He just okay. finds you. You're, you're like a kid in the. You look like a, a heroin addict in an alley. You're just your head's, your head just on the ground or whatever. What the dog, fuck? This dog is sniffing you. Like what the fuck just happened? I just. <laughs> where am I? And why am I in an alley? What's this needle in my arm? <laughs> so um, yeah, because the the main. Disney characters that are on because you build a team, right? Can can you swap the the Disney characters out? Yes. So uh, when you start the game, you start off obviously with Donald and Goofy, and uh, there was Donald, Goofy, and Mickey, wasn't it? No, it's just them two. Just them two. So it's Donald and uh, and Goofy, and uh, it, that's always your main team. Okay. Yeah, because Donald. What does Donald do? I know one of them's like the shield, like the defending. That's uh, Goofy. Goofy. He's your knight, and Donald's your mage. Okay. Does Mickey ever come into the game? Uh, he does in this game. He doesn't show up till the very end. Damn, dude! Like, there's hints of him because uh, uh, when the you, one. when you meet uh, Donald and Goofy, they're looking for Mickey because he uh, he himself is also kind of chosen by the Keyblade. He has um, your Keyblade has a color scheme. His is kind yeah. of opposite to yours. Okay. And uh, his he's also traveling through different worlds to see what's going on. Because uh, the shadows are appearing. Trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, what are some of the... All right, man. So we're still on uh, the first game. When, when when you were first playing it, what was some of the stuff that stood out to you? Like, why did you end up liking this game so much? The, the main idea of the first game was really was... What hit me was interesting was that um, uh, you have uh, the different Disney villains... Uh, from the different uh, universes, just like they all want uh, this power called uh, Kingdom Hearts. It's okay. a, this ethereal power that no one can really get to. And the only way to get to it is by finding, I forget how many number of princesses. And they're the main princesses of the different games. You have to capture them and, uh, uh, I don't know. It's like a Dragon Ball search. Of sort of. <laughs> it, it, it's like a, this weird ritual at the end that you get them all together. That the, the I think Sacrifice of the Virgin's Blood. Something like that. It's like eight eight different Disney princesses in, in the in different worlds. Put them together, yeah. and it opens the 
the gates of kingdom hearts to the one piece yeah the one piece <laughs> and the, i thought that was such a good idea that was like the main Just thing to of the tie whole in all the that's all how the you tie world. in all the disney yeah, uh, every like universe quote-unquote for lack of a better term or world term or uh world or realm or whatever um it's a different um villain you said right so mm-hmm. um and they, I'm assuming there'd be like different types of levels. What was what was the one that stood out to you the most? Like when um, you go back, you're like, oh, I remember loving this level. Um, so that that's the thing that sucks. It's not a Disney uh, World. It's uh, it, everybody loves it. I'm sure everybody can agree. It's called Hollow Bastion. It's completely new to the world. It's okay. it's unique to the Kingdom Hearts world. At least I think so. It's like the the where things converge, and that's where you have like your main um. Your main uh, fight with uh, the other character I mentioned, Riku, he becomes uh, he becomes like the rival character. He has uh, the Gary sh- or your blue. Well, he has the shadow version of the Keyblade, so that's how you know. Oh, that's the bad version, but your friend that you want to save or whatever. He's got the lock spoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but yeah, the uh, not to put down the Disney worlds because they were all really well done right. for for a but that one stood the most to you. Yeah, because it was really unique. What's it, unique about it? What it looked like? Uh, it felt it felt very like they took the versions of Final Fantasy plus a kingdom uh, plus a like a Disney castle and they put it together. Okay, yeah, because eventually uh, FF guys start making it oh, into yeah. the game as you, well. You right? see them in the first uh, uh, af- at the beginning. I think you see um, who's the pilot from Final Fantasy Seven. I forget his name. I never played it. Um, okay. I know you for sure get uh, what was the name Aron or whatever the guy with the big no sword. you do not you don't see them until the second game the second okay but you do, you definitely get Cloud because of course you get Cloud you see Sephiroth in I believe every version of the game okay um you see Tifa with her big old titties I think they nerfed her in that one uh Yuffie for sure okay the ninja girl uh so a lot of Final Fantasy seven. Um, what else? Yeah, because me by the time that two came out, X had came out before that. Uh, Final Fantasy ten. Yeah. So uh, that's why they started bringing all those guys. The, um, uh, the um. So you said you played the first two. So you haven't played the newest one. The three. I started it, and because uh, I didn't play a lot of uh, the in between games. The, the story the two point one four six. The yeah the the dream of being awake or whatever. I play that one. <laughs> they also had um like mobile games too right? yes they did and uh luckily if you bought any of the like ps3 or editions. ps4 they put it they put it in the game for you but just as cutscene so if you just want to see whatever story happened you get to see it in there that's cool that's really cool if they did that yeah but um, but you you end up buying the game you end up buying every version of the game like five times by then right so um by the time uh, the second game comes out, you're already full blown. Like I'm a fan of this franchise for sure. Uh, yes, the this because the second game you play, you start playing the second game. First, the first thing you feel is better game mechanics. Like you're touching the game and it feels well done. From right. the first game, you're like, uh, this is a little bit clunky, but a little janky. Ma- yeah, you're making it work. The second game is like improvement uh, tenfold. Right, right. Better game feel. Mm-hmm. And That's then cool. uh, not just that, but uh, you start off with a brand new character. You're like, who the fuck is this? This isn't Sora. This isn't our main character. He has a different hairstyle. <laughs> and uh, you start off in like in a proper town or whatever. Interesting. Um, yeah, no. The, <laughs> they they throw you for a loop in the second game. 
what happens in the second one that's different from the first one? Uh, the you said it's a different character, right? Yeah, you start off with a, a completely different character. This uh, this did, uh, did they tell you eventually why it's not what's his yes. face again? Okay. Yes, you. So the first part it starts off with uh, you start with a new character named Roxas, and uh, if uh, the naming convention starts uh, to pick up, because if you look into the name Roxas, the name Sora's in there, but they just added an X in there somewhere. So. They use that naming convention a lot through all the different characters that you see in the in the game. Okay. Uh, you, but yeah, you start off as Roxas, and you're like, "Who is this?" or whatever, and why can he do the things that Sora can do? Uh, eventually, you find out that he's a um, he's a thing called a nobody. And uh, what that means is, uh, what I didn't go over in the first game, the first game when uh, whenever a heartless attacks a person, a what? A heartless? What's that? Um. Uh. <laughs> heartless are what the shadows are oh, okay that's so the proper name i just like, i just remember right now so so like the kanye west song sure all right so the and shadow things are actually so called heartless, heartless and what they do is they attack people they take their heart and that's what powers kingdom hearts or whatever uh, the, uh and whenever they uh, attack a person all that's left is a shadow of the person or whatever. okay but uh in the second game they uh Whenever a person gets uh, attacked and uh, by a shadow and the, the hearts get stolen, the shadow is left over. But something else is left over that no one ever sees. It's called a nobody. Interesting. So in the first game, when Sora gets attacked and he actually loses, he turns into a shadow. Okay. And um, it doesn't get revealed to the second game that something else was left and it was called a nobody. And that's okay. a, that's his kind of like a physical so Sora, form. Sora dies in the first game then. Basically. He doesn't necessarily die. He loses against a, a fight to Riku because he doesn't want to kill him. Okay. So he'd he rather take the L, make sure his friend lives. And um, he, he ends up losing his heart. Okay. So uh, and that's where the second game comes in. Uh, but that's how the first game ends. So no, it doesn't end that way. That's like the middle of it. Okay, so he gets brought back to life, or what happens? Like, so uh, we'll go back to the first game then. Uh, yeah, he uh, he fights Riku. He, they do their thing, whatever, and he doesn't want to lose uh, lose his friend. Chill, bro, chill. <laughs> and he goes, I'll, I'll I'll just let you win then, and he he does. Uh, he uh, Sora turns into a little shadow, little being or whatever, little mannequin thing, mm-hmm. and uh, they take his heart, whatever, and that's where. Um, he eventually gets it back, whatever. He gets reformed back to Sora. Um, but the the act was still there. He still was turned into a shadow. He lost his heart for a while. And that's where the the other part comes in second the second game. But eventually, yeah, he does. Um, he, you do end up finding like the final boss of the game, which uh, I think at the time was um, Xehanort. No, that's the second <laughs> one. I don't even know who that is. It, it doesn't really matter, but... Yeah, the, you get to the end of the game, whatever, blah, 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 of the first game. And uh, that's where you um, you actually see Mickey for the first time. Okay. But you only see a silhouette. And the reason you get to see Mickey is because uh, once you beat the final boss, he's reaching the gate to Kingdom Hearts. And uh, the gate gets open. And uh, you don't want to open that door because there's um, a lot of uh, Heartless or whatever. You don't. There's an unknown power behind that door. So um, you beat the boss. And the the door still being open, so from your end, you're on the 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 whatever side, the the side that's uh where the world actually is, and then there's the other side where the Kingdom Heart world is. And on that other side, that's where Mickey is. 
So uh, what ends what ends up happening is by this point, uh, your your friend uh, Riku realizes the the wrongs of his ways. Is that how you say it? The, the error of his ways. Thank you. I'm an idiot. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> you can't read. I can't put that past you. You know, like thank you for pointing my disability. I yeah, can't see your illiteracy. No, no, my vision. But thank <laughs> no, you. No, you're illiterate, dude. Uh huh. You, uh, you blame it on your blindness, but it's reality is like I don't know how to read. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, so it ends up hap- what ends up happening is um, Soro stays on the the real end end of the world, and and the other side is Mickey. He's like, hey, I'll close the gate on my end. And Riku's like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll help Mickey over here or whatever. And they close the gate. And that's how Kingdom Hearts 1 ends. Okay. And then, uh, so in part two, so the, so basically what you're telling me is when somebody gets turned into a, a nobody, right? Or no. It's a heartless. A heartless. Yes. So the shadow, basically what it does is uh, in the it's process of removing the heart, mm-hmm. there's the shadow. And then it also makes basically like an empty vessel, right? Yes. Think of that as the the physical body. Yeah. As g- gets left there. And um, that's what's left. And then the, that's why it's called a nobody. Right. Okay. Clever naming convention, I know, yeah, but yeah. I know, right? <laughs> it's not that bad. It, well, for 2002, that's not too bad. And then uh, in part two, you start off as this nobody, right? Well, it, it, it's not a, not a nobody. It's a person, but taking physical form, like a like, it took the form of an actual person. That's what that's what you're trying to find out. So they look like a normal person, like everybody else. And throughout the game, you get to see what actual nobodies look like. They're like these gray, silver kind of suit things. They have like zippers around them. And they have a, a symbol on their head that's kind of like a heart. But um, The nobodies? or The, the nobodies, uh, yes. Okay. I thought you meant the So that, that's what an actual nobody looks like. Uh, oh, okay. the, the, the heartless look like little shadow figures. Yeah. The nobodies are these gray figures, kind of tall, lanky. Yeah. And they have like zippers all over their faces and stuff. Okay. And uh, they have a heart on the, on the like the forehead area, but um, yeah, you uh, throughout the his part of the game, you start to figure out different things. Every time you go to sleep, you you get this kind of dream where it's kind of like a, if you're watching an old TV, and it's kind of fuzzy, and then it goes yeah. to snow. You know what's yeah, yeah, the effect? Yeah, static. Yeah. Static. Thank you. Uh, you get that effect, and it's like oh, fifty uh, percent complete, whatever, and that starts going on. You start seeing um, little inconsistencies in, in the main character's world where he's like, why was that there? Why do I see this? Why do I see that? Eventually, it turns out like, yes, you're Sora's nobody. And in order to complete his memory, we need you to basically die and oh, uh, <laughs> and give up what you are so he can be complete. Because Sora's been in stasis between game one and two. Oh, okay. And uh, it's been, I think, uh, two years or something like that. Oh, so shit. Sora's kind of grown up or whatever. And uh, here, here is this character, Roxas, uh, who thinks he's a person or whatever, blah blah blah. Right. And it turns out, no, he's a he's a nobody. He was a, he was the the product of Sora losing his heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just a byproduct, mm-hmm. a leftover thing. So he, uh, you have this little uh, inner conflict where he's like, "Am I really nothing?" Am I just a part of this person? Why do I have to die for him to live? Right. Why so does he have to cease to exist. Mm, exactly. Exactly. And uh, it, it gets to you because you're like, at first you're like, why do I care about this character? The game makes you care about this character right. because he, he ends up he had you, when you're playing this uh, his series of events, you get to see his friends, the people, people he hangs it. out with. Like he has these connections and stuff, and then it has to be torn away from him for this other person who has to play a bigger purpose in the world. 
Okay, okay. And well, what ends up happening then? Does he do it? So <laughs> he uh, uh, he ends up having uh, this big old pissed off scene where it's like, why do I have to die? Why do I have to give up being what I am for you to live or whatever? And then it ends up hitting him because he sees the memories of uh, Sora and why he has to give up. And it, it's a bit touching. And then uh, he eventually gives in and gives in uh, to Sora and Sora comes out. No idea why uh, what's, what's going on. So, yes, eventually he gives up and Sora exists again. Does he ever come back, the Roxas or anything? So, here's the thing. Uh, he comes, uh, Sora, Sora comes to B, and he's back or whatever, and he sees the friends that Sora, uh, that Roxas made in, uh, throughout his existence, and he starts yeah. to cry. He's like, why am I crying? Why do I? I don't even know these people, and I'm saying goodbye to them. Like, if I'm there, I'll never see them again or whatever. Right. And... Um, you never get really get to see Roxas again till the very end of the game, where uh, uh, the second game, uh, the second game. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but you get uh, you get hit by different uh, things. Um, there's the 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 main villains of the game. They're called Organization Thirteen. Okay. And there's the the like twelve shadow figures in the background, like also trying to get to Kingdom Hearts. So they are they're always constantly attacking you and they're like are they the guys that wear the like black trench coats? The bl- the long black trench coats. Yes. <laughs> You've seen those before. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, well, everybody wears one it seems like though. Mickey, Goofy, Donald, all of them have. Well, them. they were they were wearing it at the time because they were trying to infiltrate in uh, organization 13. And that's what happens uh, throughout the game of uh, the second Kingdom Hearts game. Um and actually, you actually get to play as Mickey during the second game. Oh shit! Yeah, he's yeah. Actually. So a- as um, when you're a uh, Roxas, do you have like your support like you do in the first game? Like you have Goofy and Donald. You do not, but the game is downgraded to where you don't really need them, as long as you know how to play the game. Since you played the first one, you should know how to play this one. You don't have them, but uh, you don't you don't really need the support anyway. Because uh, again, like I said, the game play itself it's so fluid and it works so well that right. you don't need it it only starts bu- beefing up after your your uh section as roxas w- which game was it where uh, goofy dies uh was it the first or the second i one? think it was the first because they bring him back right yeah no he he doesn't actually donald's like horrible crying like yo no yeah it was it was tragic i forget which one it was but yeah that was that was like wait wait like, what Whoa, what the fuck wait what someone dies in these games oh <laughs> uh, no yeah that was that was heavy uh nice. but no he was fine um yeah no the second game has a lot of it to it and like i said before you don't get to see roxas again till the very end of the game but uh the the main character sora is hitting is getting hit by the organization 13 they're like well we we wanted roxas for a reason why are you here blah 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 and it's a whole thing i i don't recall too much of it because it's been years but that's from what i recall of it and the in the second game is there um more worlds added to uh yeah, there definitely is, and that's where I think the second game fails. Where the first game, you have you need the like I said, the eight princesses or whatever of uh, to to open up the Kingdom Hearts. They they throw that out the window. The princesses don't matter anymore. It's just you go to different worlds just to go to different worlds. Yeah, there's a problem there that you probably need to fix, but there's no real cohesion there other than just go there and fix their problems. Right. There's no um, storyline plot as to why you're there besides, oh, we happen to be in this world and they need our help. So let's help them. Yeah. Then that's where I think that's a big drawback. 
to where it's like you're failing as a story for the Disney side. Right. Like you have your reason as uh, for the, the Kingdom Hearts side. Yeah, you're, you're fulfilling that part. But the Disney side is losing it. And all you're doing is introducing characters just to, to introduce a character. Right. Here's the cameo. Mm-hmm. Here, here's here's uh, Pirates of the Caribbean world, which actually is in the game, by the way. And there's no real reason there just to show off Johnny Depp as, ja- as Jack Sparrow. Right. But. So have they, have they done a Monsters uh, Inc? Um, I'm sure they have in the in between games, but not in the mainline games. All right, when not that they, I've seen them. When are they going to do the Star Wars world? I thought that was going to be in Kingdom Hearts Three. I I don't I haven't played it to know for sure, but Kingdom Hearts Four got introduced so or got announced so maybe there. Maybe huh? Did they do a Marvel one yet? <laughs> oh, I I can only wait to see man. <laughs> I'm, cool sure, I'm sure I'm sure they everything will. Everything in there, right? You you bring in the Star Wars, the Marvel, the Alien, and Predator, and Simpsons. They'll never do Alien, man. <laughs> and then you're just like, what the fuck? Is They'll never on? do Alien. That'd be you know, dope, though. You dude. know what they have to do with the eggs and stuff? They'll never do that. The, the facehugger gets on um on Goofy or Donald. <laughs> <laughs> and you get, you get, you you get, get like a, an alien. little fusion between them. <laughs> or it'll be Pluto. That way it's like a dog. Uh-huh. And then... Uh, <laughs> The predator freaking hunts down like a princess, right? Gets Ariel out the water. Spying. It'll look cool, but they'll, they don't have the boss <laughs> to do it because they know they can't do that. They'll just have a Simpsons universe. They'll just have Bart and Lisa. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, but what, what about the games? Like, what, what about the games uh, did you like? You know, obviously the story was part of it, but like. The story any- definitely is the part that hit me the most. It was, it was, it was well just done. Different, right? Something new, something different. Yeah, like if you were to compare it to at the time, like if you play like something like God of War, it's just super gory. There is an interesting story to it, but it was like a refresher. It was different from like you have to fight this and you have to kill it. That's not the only way to survive. Like comparing it to that, to, to what, like Devil May Cry, everything has to die, right? When this kind of game is like nothing, nothing is really permanently dead. So that was a nice change of pace. Um, what else? The difference, the, the way they tied different uh, worlds together, that was really well done. At least in the first game, where you you have to go to like, um, what is it? Uh, was it the Black Cauldron with the Dragon Lady, Melissa no. Maleficent? No, that's uh, Sleeping Beauty. Was it Sleeping Beauty? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you have to go to her world, and uh, she's one of the princesses uh, that you have to save. Oh, there's a oh, reason. Yeah, okay. th- there's a reason to go there, right? Like you have to protect yeah. this princess, or else she'll be used to open this this gate, and like there, there's a lot of that. And that's I thought that was really well done in the first game. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think you're gonna have to play the um, the uh, third game just so you can kind of figure out how this all ends. So that that's the thing; it doesn't end in the third game. They just announced the fourth game. I know, but like you know, and, with, and with the universes and stuff, like, do they do a better job on tying them in, or is this no? So <laughs> I played the beginning of the third game. It was so convoluted. Characters were alive that I thought were dead, and new characters were introduced that were that are like uh like uh, Roxas that are like. When did you come into existence? And like, it's a giant convoluted mess. And you have to play the all the in between games to know what's going on. That's what that's what's so difficult about the third game, is wrapping your head around all these different new characters, all these different storylines, and um, I think a, a big thing that uh, the games do that I think they, it's a big failure to the franchise is that uh, the Keyblade itself. Yeah, it's a chosen weapon by a. Uh, 
it's given to a chosen person, right? Right. By the end of the second game, everybody has a keyboard. Everybody has one, and they make a bunch of different mm-hmm. ones, right? Because you yeah. can start choosing which one you have, mm-hmm. right? No, no. So that's different. That's the the keyblade. Your first keyblade. It takes the characteristics of the world, and it makes a stronger one. That's fine. I have no problem with that. The problem I have is, uh, so the first game you have your main keyblade, which is your your the one you have, and then Mickey's. Oh, well, you don't know Mickey has one until the very end, but you have the shadow one, which your 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 uh, your your friend, your best friend has Riku. He has one. It's shadow for a reason because they're trying to make their own Keyblade. It's a corrupted right. version of it. So I'm okay with that. But by the end of the second game, everybody has a Keyblade for whatever Donald, reason. Donald, Goofy, everybody. Well, all the people that don't have a weapon beforehand, okay. like Donald and Goofy, have the shield and the the wand, so they don't really okay. need one. But everybody else has one, and it's like. That takes away from the the specialty of the the of the main character. Right. Why make so many of one thing? It's so diluted, in my opinion. That's what, that's my problem with it. And uh, by t- by the third game, I'm sure everybody has a keyblade. Like the person walking down the street probably has a keyblade. The shop owner at the the deli probably has a keyblade. <laughs> They're cutting open the fucking ham with it. Yeah, it's. it's uh, I think that's a big failure in the game. Or maybe it's just getting easier and easier to. To uh, make them or well, one of the games made a made a good bridge to it, and I never got to expand too much of it. The game's called Birth by Sleep, and there's something called the Keyblade Wars in it. I, I don't recall too much of the story, but I felt that that was a good reason to tell tell people why there's so many Keyblades in existence, which was uh, okay, but it wasn't, I, in my opinion, wasn't well told. Right, right, right. All right, man. So yeah, the. Uh yeah, that was one game that I've always had a lot of questions about that I just don't know. Because, again, it's so convoluted. I don't know, man. It, I, you, I always look, you have so many worlds co- colliding that you're like, what the fuck is going on? You have Final Fantasy plus Disney, Disney plus, uh, new thing, plus yeah. this new thing in the middle that sticks them together, supposedly. Yeah, and then you'll just see weird-ass shit where it's like, oh, yeah, he turns into a fucking mermaid and he's doing, like, a singing game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, that was the worst part. Because you don't have to do that, by the way. <laughs> it's just like a little mini game and whatever. And uh, on the second game, you get to turn into a little lion. Oh, that's cool. From Lion King. <laughs> yep. All right, man. So that that's one good one from the past. And, uh, and uh, for our more recent stories that you said you've been into. Uh, last time we talked, you said yeah, I've been watching Gilmore Girls, which um, you know it's new to you. Um, I unironically really like. Gilmore Girls. I remember watching it a bit here and there when I was younger, when it was first airing, and being like, this is all right. You know, like, it's just another, you know. I never saw it when I was younger. It was just airing. It was on TV. I think it was on Lifetime or something. No, I think it was WB. I was probably on both. I don't know. I didn't have cable, so. Yeah. Um, I was stealing cable, so yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. You're going to broadcast this. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I, I, I would watch it on something, and. Uh, it would come on, and I'm like, well, there's no cartoons on this. So I'm not going to yeah. watch this. This isn't Digimon. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would just I just swept uh, right over it because it was just um, two two ladies that I saw that, I was just, that were just there, and they were talking. I'm like, this is kind of boring. I don't see this. Yeah, it's just life, right? It's like mm-hmm. as close to Slice's life as you're going to get. Yeah, and you're, life, a kid in, you're a kid in middle school. You're, Why does this matter to me? Dude, that's how it was with King of Hill. I couldn't watch it initially. I was like, this is It was like, so dry. Yeah, and then as an adult, I'm like, you know, the older I got like high school honor, I was like, this is the funniest <laughs> fucking shit ever. Dude. Yeah, because you get you get what what the little jokes and all that. Well, not just that, but you get a, a taste for dry humor and you're like, this is actually pretty good because it, it comes down to delivery. Delivery is always the the what makes something funny. Yeah. 
And it's a lot more refined humor too. It's not just gag slapstick shit as, as well. Yeah, as a kid, you know. So when you're a kid, it just goes over your head, you know. And then as you gain more knowledge and experience, you're like, oh yeah, that's funny. Uh, but no, what about Gilmore Girls? Are you liking like wh- why now? <laughs> I, I, I kind of want to talk about more King of the Hill, but yeah, no. Uh, uh, so for whatever reason, I, I just thought I started. I I was on something. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna give this a shot. It has plenty of things to watch, like seven seasons or something. Every episode is about an hour. Let's give this a shot because I'm tired of uh, all you these just different need to change of pace. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm tired of all these high drama things. Like something has to be really high stakes. Let's get something more. Every episode, there's the world's ending. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, something mel- less melodramatic than it has to be. Um, like if you were to compare this to I don't know, like Walking Dead, something someone's gonna die in this episode, or or someone's gonna get infected. If you, this is a di- nice different change of, change of pace, and I'm like, okay, let's watch this uh this high school girl. And let's watch her grow up. She has her life and aspirations. They're they're these giant things. She wants to go to Harvard. Her mom's super supportive, and like she's the single mom who wants to do everything for her daughter. Uh, it's it's a it was a nice change of pace, by the way. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, yeah. you you've seen some of it though. What, what I told you, the only thing that I remember from that show is they got a weird, like shitty. Um, uh, traffic camera that <laughs> blinds people. <laughs> that's the only thing I remember from and, that show. And that's the beautiful thing about those, these kinds of shows is like it could be something so mundane that that changes people's lives. Yeah, and um, I think that that's so what far. What um, because how far into it are you? I've only gotten to the second season, and it's nice seeing uh, uh, the different actors. Okay, like uh, some of us are familiar with like uh, Supernatural, and you, you yeah. know some like some of the main characters there are are super well known. That, that's why I think it was a D- WB show because same thing you would see the. I'm sure it started with WB. Yeah, because you would see a lot of the Supernatural actors. They were also in like Smallville, which was another WB mm-hmm. show. Like Jensen Ackles, he was in uh, Smallville. He was a uh, Lana's uh, boyfriend for a bit. Hmm. It must have been later seasons because it wasn't at the beginning. No, not in the beginning, no. Uh, but yeah, you you have like different characters, like uh, or actors like uh, Jared Padalecki. I think that's oh, his Jared name. Jared Padalecki. Pal- yeah, I can't pronounce yeah, his name. He's Sam. Canadian, man. I can't say his name. <laughs> um, yeah, he's in there and he starts off as the your the one of the the girl's uh, main boyfriend or whatever. And it's like, wow, they're super young and <laughs> super skinny and not built like they are in Supernatural. Right. Even in Supernatural, you watch one of the, fir- the first season, and you're just like, man, these guys are like kids. Mm-hmm. By the end of it, they're like all fucking superheroed out, basically. Well, they have to be to survive, right? Right. And that, that's what I mean by change of pace. You, you're watching Supernatural, and this guy's killing ghosts, and you watch an old, like, ultra like Gilmore Girls. Like, he's just a kid drinking coffee and reading a book in the corner. <laughs> what, uh, what characters do you like so far? Um, so it's. It's Lori or wh- I forget their name. I don't know, no. dude. I'm <laughs> okay, I, 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 I'm a little bit off, but uh, you have the two main characters, the mother and the daughter. Right. Um, uh, the, I, for the whatever reason, I can't think of the names at the top of my head right now. Um, you have uh, the mother, I think, is probably the better character out of the two. Okay. Because the girl, she's fine for what she is. She's a she's a young girl making her mistakes in the world or whatever. Yeah. But the mom is a hot mess, hot <laughs> mess trying to keep everything together. Uh, she's a she's a manager at a hotel, I believe. Okay. And uh, she she does her thing there or whatever, and she runs it the way she wants to run it. 
uh, she has dreams of opening her own little thing and whatever. And, and that's that's the kind of thing that I just like to see every now and then. Some uh, like these hopes and dreams that not yeah, real these, real life normal people have. Yeah, these people's aspirations and stuff like that. Like these are real life aspirations that people have. Right. Not it, everyone's gonna be the president. Not everyone's gonna be you know a CEO of a multi billion dollar company. Exactly. And the some people their dream is to be like I just want to have my own business to call my own to run the way I want to run. Or I want to, you know, I want to do this. I want to work on this. Like some people just have really, you know, it seems simple, like simple dreams, but that's their dream. That's what they, they want to do in life to be happy. So it's just, it's interesting to see stuff like that. I definitely like a lot of slice, slice of life, slice of life stuff, especially like when, when it comes to anime. Um, and it's cool to see it on, uh, on real, uh, in real life. Yeah. Yeah. You see that a lot more in uh, Korean shows. I've been watching a lot of Korean shows <laughs> on Netflix because they got that TVN network uh-huh. uh, deal. Or, uh, yeah, that TVN deal. And, uh, yeah, I do a lot of really good stuff. And, like, yeah, just very slice of life, very much, you know, like, I'm just a delivery driver. I'm just a this and that. And I'm like, this is cool. Like, it's just really interesting to see stuff like that uh, every now and then. Like I said, to change up the pace a bit. Um, have has there been any interesting storylines in the show so far that you were like, oh, that was kind of neat or interesting? Um, Again, uh, I, I just looked up the names. Uh, it's Lorelai, the mother, and Rory, the younger, the daughter. Um. Lorelai, the mother, she has uh, some really interesting stuff where uh, she's a not married, um, a single mother, obviously, uh, didn't work out with her first husband, whatever, and she had to raise her daughter all by herself. Um, I think her, her stories are her story is pretty interesting because you're getting the adult aspect of everything, right? What what she has to do to make sure her daughter gets into the school. So the way this the show starts is um she gets into, the girl gets accepted to the school with her grades right, but she still has to pay out of pocket to make sure she gets a spot or whatever. So in order for that to happen, uh, the mother Lorelai comes from a really well off family, but she broke it all off because that's not the life she wanted. Right. Her right. family had these plans or whatever the college everything was mapped out for her, but she was more of a free spirit who didn't want that for herself or yeah. for her daughter. She wanted the choice to do what she wanted. And that's how she ended up, uh, I think, uh, pregnant at 17 or 18. Holy shit. And that's she how. She was getting dicked down. Right? Yeah, really young age. She, good for I her. I told I you kids have sex, man. Well, teenager at this point. But um, that, that ended up uh, ruining the, the family's aspirations for her. And that's where she's like, fuck this. I'm going to have my daughter over here and we're going to grow up the way I say. And the choices are going to be mine. But, uh. Yeah, uh, in order for her daughter to get to this really good school, she has to connect back to her family and say, hey, I need this money. It's yeah, not for much, me. Pretty much come crawling back to him, right? Well, it's not really crawling back. You can say that, but yeah. it's more, yeah, you're That's right. That's probably what she feels like, though. She's like, she definitely feels that way because it's a desperate call. She, yeah. She's tried everything she can do. And she's got to put her uh, pride aside. Exactly. To do something, which again, it's it's very, it's good, right? It's a good thing to do. Like, yeah, it, it creates conflict where where normally she would avoid it at all costs. Right. Something but, as simple as a conversation mm-hmm. turns into deep conflict. You know, something interesting, something, you know, moving. So uh, again, you can make some of these like little slice of, slice of life stories pretty entertaining, pretty interesting. Yeah. Exactly. So you have her... Uh, she has to contact her parents for, hey, I need this money. It's for her, not for me. And what do I have to do to make this happen? And what ends up happening is 
you have uh they strike up a deal where like hey, you don't have there'll be no interest you don't really have to pay it back if you don't want to but what we want as your parents is we want a friday night dinner with you and your daughter here every friday night so that's where you get a lot of conflict so um, since uh obviously lorelei the mother doesn't like her parents too too much it doesn't have a great relationship with them yeah exactly what happens you create conflict by uh making them come every friday night for dinner right right so that's where you get a lot of uh background to the parents and you get a lot of back and forth between the mother and her they obviously they don't have a good relationship but they're like oh why do you dress like a slob it's like why do you care how i dress and like well when you're going to come to dinner here you're going to dress like this more presentable i know you can get more presentable clothes than this and blah 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 a lot of uh, a lot of criticism from the mother, and obviously, Lorelai has to respond, and she's really witty. the The actress herself, well done. Whenever she has a response for everything, everything is wit with her. I can't, I don't have the wit for it, so I can't say it for you. But she does a really good job. Whenever something comes up, she has a quick uh, response for it. Right, right. She thinks fast. Yeah, she's really quick on her feet. That's cool, man. It sounds interesting. Again, remember when I was watching, I was like, yeah, this is good. Like, I don't have a problem with this. Like, it just wasn't something that I cared enough to keep watching at the time. No, definitely. Just like there's not a lot of explosions or whatever. Well, there was other shows like that, too, where I was like, this is fine. Like, I just don't have the time to watch it. Like, there's other stuff I'd rather watch, like Charmed. I used to watch Charmed with my cousins. I never got to see Charmed. Yeah, it was good. It was just one of those, like, I'm not really going to go out of my way to watch this. You know, If it's on, it's on. Yeah, if it's on, exactly. If it's on, it's on. Cool, I'll check it out. But, yeah. It it was Charmed and Buffy I never got to watch. Oh, I never watched anything Buffy. I watched all of Angel, though. Angel was good. I liked it. So if the show Buffy's as good as Angel, then, yeah, it's a good show, I guess. Um, so yeah, for the future segment, you know, you brought up earlier that uh, you want to talk about King of the Hill. Are you looking forward to the new season of King of the Hill coming out? Wait, what? Yeah, there's a new King of the Hill season coming. Okay, out. you need to tell me about this. <laughs> sure, yeah, I, I'm lo- I'll look forward to it now. But I didn't know anything <laughs> about this. I thought the series ended with. Uh, yeah, so it ended initially. And they're bringing it back, which is going to be very interesting because Brittany Murphy's dead, right, Luann? Yeah, you know she she's dead, and there's. Supposed- Did you really need her though? I don't know. I would assume if you're bringing back the show, you want to have like all your main characters at some point or another, right? Sure. You know, make an appearance and stuff like that, especially if this is the only season coming back. Like, because um, you know how Futurama's coming back too, right? Like, it'd be weird not having some of these characters, you know, like not having Dr. Zoidberg, not having, you know, the, the professor or whatever. But you would have them in the background every now and then as Luann would go off and do her thing. And you probably. I know, I know, but you'd want them to come in at Sure, eventually, point. eventually. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just going to be a little weird. And also, it's going to be strange because they haven't said exactly what's going to happen. Like, they, the only thing they said is it's for sure going to be set 2022 era, right? Like, 2020 <laughs> era, like <laughs> nowadays. And we're wondering is it just going to be like how it always you think, was, you know, the floating timeline where. You think they'll the give them COVID? I don't know, dude, maybe, because, again, the whole thing with Hank and the King of the Hill series, he's always been a conservative person willing to learn and adapt. Mm-hmm. So it'd be cool to see how... Um, you remember when he did yoga? <laughs> I don't remember that one, but, I mean, shoot, dude, again, like, I love him. It was so good. And, again, Hank, he, uh, again, I'm glad how open-minded he was enough to try to adapt to stuff, you know, and try to see things another way, even if he can't, to be, you know, uh, tolerant and open and stuff. And so I'm interested to see if they're going to keep them, you know, the same age, right? And then just nowadays dealing with that, mm-hmm. or if we'll have them grow up, right? Like, uh, how interesting would it be to have uh, Bobby be an adult, and then Hank is the grandpa, you know? And what then, kind of an adult? Well, like, 
an adult. What do you think Bobby grew up into? He would be like a hippy dippy dude, like really soft parenting, you know, like don't yell at the kid, don't do this and that. You know, trying to basically undo what Hank did. Because Hank was a, he was a good father, but you know, he was again, because he was raised a certain way. Very strict. Right. So it'd be interesting to see the interactions between, you know, Hank and Bobby as a father versus the interactions of Cotton with Hank as a father and son. So it'd be cool. Who knows, right? Who knows what's going to happen? Um, I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be a really interesting idea. Um, but yeah, man, I, I love King of the Hill. Dude. Like, it was such a good show. I'm, no, I'm really, that was really well done. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. That's another show that just had really good writing. And again, just slice of life, dude. Mm-hmm. Like it was just every episode was just a little peek into these people's lives. Mm-hmm. And yeah, life happens fast sometimes. You have these crazy interactions and you can make them high stakes and drama. But at the end of the day, it's just like some little bullshit, right? <laughs> like some kid fucking riding his bike on your lawn, bullying an adult. Just shit like that. <laughs> yeah, that show had a lot of different things into it. God, I miss those episodes. Yeah, it was cool when uh, Adult Swim started putting them out and that they did more seasons for it as well. Because um, I was able to watch them again as a, you know, as a more mature person my junior, senior year of high school on uh, Adult Swim. And it was cool to see all that again. And I've rewatched it a few times as well. But yeah, King of the Hill is a really good, really well-written show. Um, didn't they hint towards the end of the series that um, it was possible that Bobby was Bill's son? No, no. They, um, yeah, they, people always want to say that um, it could be Bill's son because he looks like him, kind of. And it's like, yeah, but he also looks like Cotton. I, I, I mostly draw back to uh, Hank's problem with the urethra. Yeah. Uh, that's, my, that's my only uh, argument to him is because he, he never could make it work. Right. You know, but Bobby is just the one, you know, the, like they say, he's a miracle baby. He's the one that got away. He's the one that made it through. <laughs> the, um, you know, because the whole thing, the episode where they explained that was. um, that It was the, the dog, right? The dog. It, mm-hmm. it, it loosened him up. It got him, you know, like open to having a kid. Um, Does that mean that he's a furry? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it, there's a lot of crazy stuff out there. A lot of really cool theories. Um, there's this channel I've been watching called uh, Johnny Two Cellos. And he does really good video essays on a lot of cartoons. Um, and he has a podcast with another guy called Cartoons That Curse. But yeah, he, his like, favorite show is Futurama. So he's gone through. He's got probably 19 Futurama-related episodes. And they're all good. Futurama, Disenchantment, Simpsons. A lot of really good um, video essays. If you ever get a chance, check it out. It's Johnny Two Cellos on YouTube. Shut up. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's done King of the Hill. And he'll talk about all the relationships, all the characters, you know. Just different stuff about him, and they, they bring up a lot of like the conspiracy theories on bullshit to like ah plausible, and there's a lot of really cool ones. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it was again, he, he does a really good job. Yeah, some of these aren't aren't too far fetched. Like you you can say the comparison of the look alike, but there's yeah. there's different things to grasp at. Exactly, but no, yeah. Other than that, man, yeah, like King of the Hill new season, check it out. Looking forward to that. Um, anything you want to plug, Goofy? No. No, are you sure you're not starting your streaming uh, channel anytime soon? Uh, hit me up on OnlyFans. OnlyFans, yeah. <laughs> the Only Goofs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Goofy's gonna be doing that hot tub gaming. <laughs> I think I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up. I'm gonna go away from the the foot fetish. I think people like <laughs> elbows now. Elbows. Yeah, I'm gonna nah, do the elbow I, thing. I think it's knuckles, ashy it's, knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's elbows. They're really <laughs> tough. You have the little weenus on there. Oh, my God. <laughs> People love that stuff. All righty, guys. Thanks for uh, listening. If you guys get a chance, follow the uh, Weaving Words podcast uh, 
Facebook, Instagram. I have a Twitter that I don't use. Uh, we got a Discord server for Hooligan Squad in the description. Um, if you have any questions or suggestions, any guests you want to see come back, uh, make sure to let me know. Uh, other than that, thanks for giving it a listen and uh, adios. Bye.